people ask me a lot, you know, what's your favorite time of the year? And this is, I love fall, winter. I love when it's, when, when things around us are kind of dormant because it gives, gives us hope that there's new life coming for spring. But my, really, my favorite liturgical time of the year is Holy Week. And people think that's insane. There's a lot of work during Holy Week. There's a lot of things happen during Holy Week. And, and, um, that's true. But I think for me, Holy Week reminds me of true discipleship. Holy Week encompasses all that we're called to be as disciples of Christ. There's great joy. Palm Sunday when, uh, when Jesus enters and there, and it's, it's partying and, and hosannaing and, and, and great things. They work their way to the supper. They're having that Seder meal that, and then suddenly there's disappointment. You know, there, there's, um, there's fear. There's uncertainty. There's suffering. There's death. But then there's the resurrection. So I really enter into that Holy Week as a very spiritual, it's almost a, it, it's better than a retreat week for me because we really enter into what we're called to be. And Holy Thursday in particular, uh, as I wash feet, that's the most humbling thing uh, that, that I can do. Um, you know, in the, in the time of Jesus, that was the lowest, uh, least paid position that anyone could have in society was to wash the feet of those who were coming uh, into to their homes. And what it tells me in this discipleship of Christ is that nothing is below our dignity when we answer the call to serve. That Jesus, as he said today in that gospel, if we want to be great, then we have to serve the least. Again, nothing below us, nothing that can, can diminish our dignity in the eyes of God when we are true servants. As we listen to that gospel story this morning, um, you know, it's a story of great ambition. It's cloaked in good intention. There's a mother, like all mothers, who want the best for their children. And she approaches Jesus and she says, give them great, give them a good seat. Bring them up higher. And James and John are, 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 for me, they remind, they remind me of all of us when we're, when we're young. We're very enthusiastic of following any cause. You know, we put our heart into it. We're very ambitious. We get committed. We're ready to take on whatever comes our way. And they're very confident. If you notice, Jesus said, can you do this? And their, their, their confidence level is very high. Oh, sure, I'm going to be able to accept these challenges. And they say it without knowing what those challenges are going to entail. And I think for us, the same. As we commit ourselves to the discipleship of Christ, that, we, that we're, we're, um, you know, we're very enthusiastic. Without knowing where God is going to take us, where He's going to lead us, I think of you know the uh, uh, the Virgin Mary when she said yes, not having a clue where God was going to take her. Joseph, when the, the angel spoke to him in the dream, where God was going to take him, and all the things, and so many other saints in our in our time. This week, I was doing some research for something else that I'm going to do later in the month, and I found a a great story that I, that I really thought would fit this uh, homily today. It's a story that takes place, a true story, that takes place uh, during the American Revolutionary War. And th- there are all kinds of preparations being made for uh, a battle that's about to start. And there's a man who's in civilian clothes uh, on his horse passing by this corporal who is screaming orders at his men. 
And seeing these men, uh, they were obviously exhausted from all their labor. The, the man on the horse said to the corporal, why aren't you helping them? And, and the man, the corporal said, sir, um, I'm a corporal. You know, I have rank. I have, I, have, I have authority. And with a very quick apology, the stranger jumped off his horse and took off his coat and rolled up his sleeves, and he worked with the soldiers till they got things done that were to be done. And the, the man said to the corporal, Mr. Corporal, sir, he said, um, whenever you need someone to help with a job, please feel free to call on your commander-in-chief. I will be happy to be of service. It was George Washington. I don't know if the guy ever got promoted any higher than that. <laughs> but, you know, whether, I just think whether um, Washington was driven by gospel values or if he really understood what Jesus meant by those who aspire for greatness will rank uh, first among others and serve the needs of all. Uh, but they surprise us because in our society, we have a foothold on the opposite. We think we need to have title and privilege and, and, and position, and, and we're supposed to be waited on and we're to be to, um, tended to and all the things that come with um, prominence. I mean, none of us, seriously, we walked in here today, none of us thought that we were going to look around for a, um, a place to fit in in a menial ministry. We all want to be somebody. We all want to be recognized. And Jesus has a very timeless lesson for us. He says, just do what what you can. Do the least, and you'll be great. And that can be a problem for us. When Jesus turns those human expectations about rank and privilege upside down. So today, I guess we're invited as a a people um, to whom much has been given and much is expected to find those great occasions where we can serve each other, where we can be part of each believer's daily experience, whether we're parents or teachers or servants or managers, pastoral leaders. We're all called to be servants just as Jesus Christ became a servant. And the closer we become to Jesus, the more he expects us to mirror his example. Let us wash one another's feet. Let us not think anything that we can do for another is below our dignity.